welcome to the Daring Designers Club. If you're listening, you are now a member. And listening along to the podcast, you're going to hear all about running a successful, sustainable design business, which doesn't just keep your bank balance happy, but also makes you a happy business owner. We're going to talk portfolios, design process, pricing, clients, admin, marketing, and everything that goes into running a design business, as well as mixing in some interviews with design experts who've done it all before. I can't wait to help you with any topic you need a boost with. And if you want to hear more from me, head to at GattoWeb on Instagram or GattoWeb.com where you can find more resources for designers in the form of workshops, blog posts, ebooks, and more. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm thinking this is going to be a popular one this week because, as I'm sure you've seen from the title, I'm going to be talking about some common client issues which can occur on projects and how to prevent them from ever happening again. I feel very lucky to say that with lots of experience, building a great process, and also from working with the right people, I very rarely have to deal with any client issues at this point in my business touch wood so that doesn't start happening but this is mainly because I've learned over time what can cause issues and I've put things in place to prevent this happening again. So for any service-based business you are likely to run into some client issues along the way. It's perfectly natural for this to happen every now and then but what do we do when we run into these issues and could there be a solution for the most common client problems? Before we jump into the advice I have for a few designer-specific client issues, it's important to know that most of the time, and I don't need to take this the wrong way because I mean absolutely no offence at all, but these client issues and anything that goes wrong in a project, well, it's mostly our own fault. That's right, we're usually the problem. Now don't worry, because I'm sure you haven't realised that the problem could be from your end, but I have found time and time again Aside from a rare few which are possibly just not meant to be, the designer in the project could have done something earlier on or within their process to stop a certain issue occurring. As we are the ones providing the service, if something goes wrong, there's usually something we can do about it. It could be a more thorough design process, better boundaries, an extra clause in your contract, or even just changing the way you communicate but usually making some tweaks can stop the same thing happening over and over again. From now on, instead of worrying about nightmare clients, think about how you can make your service and your process the best it can possibly be to stop these problems occurring. And I promise it is possible. So let's look at some little changes you can make to deal with the most common issues that we face. So problem number one is poor communication throughout any project. One thing I found really tricky when I was starting out was using email to manage my projects. Do you ever find yourself scrolling through masses of emails, trying to find the file you're looking for, getting the right part of feedback, or even just reminding yourself of a conversation you had a couple of weeks ago, or finding the message you want when all the email threads are formatted differently? This is such a pet peeve of mine, by the way. Well, if this is the case, you need to use a project management tool. Using Asana has been an absolute game changer for my client communication. Each client has their own project with our conversations, files and tasks included and no longer do I struggle to manage the projects and any communication. Any task or project management tool is great. I know a lot of people also use Trello or ClickUp 
So it's great to do a few trial runs to see what you work with best and what will work for your clients too. But I do have to say Asana has been amazing for me and my client work, plus a little unicorn flies across your screen when you complete a task, which is an excellent bonus. Also using a tool like this means you can set deadlines for your clients to get back to you, which means that you don't have that struggle of sending an email and just waiting for a response whenever they feel like they want to get back. Problem number two is not getting what you need before your project starts. I think this is going to be a really common one, especially for web designers who ask for content up front. But something that can happen quite often is clients not sending over everything you've asked for and need to start the project before the project begins. This can cause delays to the work and potentially really mess up your schedule if you have projects booked in advance after that as well. So you need reminders and deadlines. This is, like I said, another area where project management tools come in really, really handy because you can set your clients' deadlines and they'll get reminders a few days before the task is due. So for example, getting their website content ready. Something else that can really help is sending over some reminder emails or documents, which can help the client get those things ready before you start the project. Maybe a PDF guide to creating website content or a checklist of everything you need to get started. Problem number three is working through too many revision rounds in your projects. We've all had those projects where we think we've got to the end and everything is all finished and then your client starts asking for extra changes or a little update here or there and a few extra files and you feel stuck because you don't want to let your client down or leave them disappointed but the project should be finished by now and it's only stopping you getting on with your other projects or or even meaning you've got too much work on at that time as well. Well, you need a solid contract. Making sure every single part of your project is outlined in a contract which is signed by you and your clients before you start is absolutely crucial. In the contract, you want to say how many revision rounds you want to offer and what will happen if they want extra. So usually that would be charged at an additional hourly rate. This is also an area that you need to be firm with. The contract is there for a reason and if you need to, you need to be prepared to push back and stand your ground if clients are trying to go against anything that they've seen and signed for in the contract. Problem number four is your clients not connecting with your designs. When we're creating such unique things for different clients, there's bound to be a time, and I've definitely experienced this before, where for some reason they just don't seem to be liking or connecting with the designs you've made for them. This can be really frustrating because you've put everything you can into the work and obviously you think they're going to like it before you send it over. Well, to solve this one, I really recommend that you work on strategy first. Doing a big chunk of research and strategy work before you jump into the main elements of a project, I've found is such an important step. And one of the things that has meant I generally get approvals for my designs a lot quicker than I used to. Sending over a document when you start, which includes a mood board, some inspiration, brand values, target audience and things like that, can really set you off on a good path for the rest of the project and you can iron out any disagreements and make sure you're on the same page before you get into the really detailed designs. Problem number five is communication out of your office hours. Clients getting in touch when you're not working or contacting you on platforms you don't want them to can be really frustrating. 
Have you ever had a client send you a Facebook message on a Friday evening asking about a project or dropping you a WhatsApp when you've asked to keep the communication to emails? We've all been there and it's something which can really take over our rest time and move us from thinking about rest to moving into work territory when you don't want to. So for this, you need to set some boundaries. It's really important that you set boundaries, not just for your clients, but for yourself too. It may be annoying to hear from clients when you don't want to, but if you haven't made them aware of exactly when and how they should contact you, it isn't really their fault. Before you start working on a project, make sure it's super clear what your office hours are, how long it will take you to reply to messages and where is best to contact you. If anyone goes against these boundaries, you're well within your rights to remind them of these things for next time so it doesn't happen again. And I would probably switch back over to email or your project management tool to reply to the message just to show them that that's where you want to be communicating. I really hope this has helped you see how most really common client problems can be solved by some little tweaks to the way that you do things. And actually you have complete control over whether these things keep happening. I'm also hoping you feel empowered to make some changes if you do experience these things a lot so you can prevent any headaches for future projects. If you want to hear from me, you can find me at GetterWeb on Instagram or my website is getterweb.com and you can also join the super supportive and ever-growing Facebook community by searching the Daring Designers Club over there. See you next time.